everybody. Welcome to the first episode of NASCAR Radio. I'm your host, Val, and I have my co-host, Jason. Good morning, everybody. And uh, this is a new podcast um, talking about NASCAR, trading cards, a little bit of NASCAR, a lot to do with collecting cards and hobby as a whole. Um, you know, we'll kind of jump into it here. Um, you know, NASCAR is one of those um, sports where, I guess if you're not exposed to it, you don't maybe understand or pick it up. Um, part of my history is I started with baseball cards back in the late 70s and, and um, you know, collected baseball like most folks and, and worked my way through some of the other sports and found my way to NASCAR and found out that there wasn't as much information in NASCAR cards as there were in other sports. So, um, Jason, what do you think? You Would you agree with that? Uh, I would definitely agree. It's definitely not the mainstream uh, collectible as the other sports are. And I'm kind of like you. Um, started with the four, of course, the four major sports. And uh, NASCAR was kind of always in the back of my mind. And I'd seen it and never really collected too much of it. Um, so it's kind of a new thing for me. So I kind of have that same perspective as you. It started with the main sports, but now I'm at the opposite end where this is uh, not brand new, but definitely a new topic for me. So hopefully together we will bring NASCAR cards and we'll uh, jump over hockey, right? I guess hockey is the last of the four. We'll make uh, NASCAR one of the four. Yeah, I'm definitely okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, speaking of like some of the drivers, uh, you know, like Denny Hamlin, he won Daytona 500 uh, here uh, a couple weeks ago. We're recording um, in early March of uh, 2019. So uh, Denny Hamlin, he won Daytona 500, <clears throat> which Daytona is the first race of the year. You would think with with NASCAR or you think with the sports that the Super Bowl, World Series, Stanley Cup, they're all at the end of the year. Uh, NASCAR, they uh, Daytona 500 is a big deal. I think um, it's the first race of the year, and uh, everybody has all winter to work on their cars and get ready. So I think everybody wants to show off and win, win that. So Daytona 500 is a big deal, and um, and Denny Hamlin won that. Um, you know, I was looking over some of his stats. Uh, you know, he's been racing since 2005. And he's won actually 32 races already. And, um, you know, on the list of all time, he's he's getting up there. He hasn't won a championship, but um, he's definitely, I think, in my opinion, going to make the Hall of Fame. So I started looking at his his cards. And, um, you know, if you're not familiar with him, his first cards, and I guess, you know, Jason, you get the whole thing about which was his rookie card or, or first card, but... Um, press Pass made cards back in. His rookie was 2005, so, you know, Press Pass. And Press Pass produced about, I don't know, about five or six series um, during those years. But, you know, I was looking at his cards, and, you know, we talked, um, you know, about NASCAR, and because it's not necessarily, I guess, readily collected, the prices are, I think there's some good price points, or it's it's favorable to collecting 
Um, what have you seen, Jason? I mean, for somebody that's you know, 24th now tied with Dale Jarrett on the all-time wins list, his his rookie, you know, the base rookie cards, there are autographs and relics from that year, but his base rookie cards, you know, eBay sales, you're looking two bucks, two or three bucks, and even some of the um, the rookie 2005, that rookie season, even some of those cards that are in the memorabilia, you know, I'm looking at two right now that sold 225 and 499 for a, a relic piece for a rookie that, like you said, is possibly a Hall of Famer. Um, I think that'll be a an often used uh, phrase in this that, you know, the stuff's not not really expensive and it's not in the same realm as baseball rookies and basketball and football rookies are. You know, these price points are in a different uh, almost different stratosphere uh, with the inexpensive prices that they have on some of these rookie cards. Yeah, you know, you know, collecting is, is collecting and you know probably the other markets better than I do now and, you know, sometimes I look at the basketball rookies and stuff, they go for so much money, and, and um, you know, I look, I, I, one of the sites that I use is check out my cards, and I was, you know, doing a quick glance of cards there, and, you know, the base, a uh, dollar sixteen, $2.24 for uh, Optima and Trackside, 2005 Trackside, and, um uh, American Thunder, Wheels American Thunder was another one. And there's also, you know, rookie inserts that might be, you know, $3.40. Uh, they do have um, some stuff that's numbered. Uh, I didn't see anything out for sale, but you can see by these low prices here that the numbers are going to be, you know, lower as well compared to other sports. And I just don't understand. I think maybe this is a lull now. I know NASCAR may be be picking up, but, um, you know, letting everybody know that there's opportunities out there. You don't have to spend, uh, you know, a fortune if you like, you know, the sport or uh, like NASCAR or interested in it. There's definitely, I think, some uh, advantages to collecting NASCAR. Yeah, and what, I think one of the things that we'll talk about a lot is trying to bring, like you said, NASCAR into that maybe major four sports as far as collecting goes. And the price point, to get into collecting NASCAR or racing cards is so low that it's a low-risk, high-reward um, option for a lot of collectors. You know, and it's something that if you can get Hall of Fame rookie card now for two or three bucks, or a rookie card of a potential Hall of Famer, you know, now for two or three bucks, um, that's something that a lot of people can do. I don't think anybody would have an issue putting that out. Uh, I think it would be different if we were talking you know, seventy, eighty, hundred dollars to try to get into the market, but you know we're talking two or three dollars at a time, and uh, that's very easy for almost every collector to do. Yeah, it's um, you know, the the cheaper price point, you can take, I guess, more risk. I, I'm not even saying prospecting, but you can prospect as well, um, and not really outlay a lot of money, um and still enjoy, you know, the hobby and stuff. Um, you know, so they, they won the, 
the Daytona 500, and then um, at the end of February, they had the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 in Atlanta. Um, I'm down the Carolinas, and Quick Trip is slowly taking over the south. I don't know if you have Quick Trip up where you're at, Jason. No, not up around. Not that I've seen around Pittsburgh. I, I guess it's like, yeah, Wawa, I think, is that, I guess, comparable or... Uh, for us, it's probably sheep. A little bit more east is the wall walk, but for us, it's okay. sheep. Yeah, so uh, we're getting uh, inundated with the quick trips, which I love, by the way. But, uh, yeah, so they uh, sponsored the Folds of Honor uh, Quick Trip 500 in Atlanta, and Brad Kozlowski, uh he won that. And then Brad is an interesting um, driver. He um, started racing um, in 2008. His rookies are in 2008, and um, so Denny has, I think it was 32 wins. Brad's got 28 wins, but he's won a championship. So for the years of me following NASCAR and everything and and the Hall of Famers here uh, locally in Charlotte, usually one of the signs is if you win a championship, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, winning 28 races and then having championships. He is a potential Hall of Famer, no doubt. And his rookie cards, like I said, were in 2008. And um, i got my cheat sheet here. Um, this stuff's a little little pricier. And by pricier, I mean, you know, check out my card prices are $6.30 or $5.14. Um, he's got some numbered, uh, I think I saw a something numbered out of 99 for 70. Um, so that's a little more pricier. But um, I saw a signing, the 2008 Press Pass signings uh, for 20 on eBay. Um, I think that was a buy it now. So, um, you know, he's got stuff in 2008, like I said, Press Pass, um, Speedway, and then Stealth. And I think there was a Stealth Chrome as well. So there's not too many for his rookie year uh and he's got some autographs but um and, and also has some memorabilia as well i think it was a sheet metal top prospects for 12 dollars. so again uh, not a lot of money for uh somebody i consider a hall of famer uh maybe not first ballot but definitely a hall of famer when he retires now looking at some of these the one thing i wanted to ask and I'm, i kind of think i'm already know the answer but i want to get some clarification and see what you think. Um, so Press Pass, of course, had the license years ago for a nice little stretch. You know, it seemed like maybe a 10-year run, uh, give or take a year or two. But with a lot of rookies, say, for instance, baseball, a lot of collectors go for Bowman or Topps Chrome, or they like to keep within one or two sets with Press Pass. Is it the same? Is there one set every year that is the rookie card of rookie cards kind of thing, or did they jump around and create two or three brands and change them? Were they interchangeable? They had a base brand that's just kind of known as Press Pass, but they jumped around on these other brands, like Speedway and Stealth, um, they ran for a few years. Optima ran for a number of years. Um, Fanfare comes to mind where 
they were putting kind of the rookies in there, and then they kind of switched over to total memorabilia. So um, it kind of jumped around, but there, that base press pass set extends through all of the years. But they didn't have all the rookies in it in in that base set, if that makes sense. So when we yeah, talk about one look other drivers, Brad doesn't have. And then sometimes they had them only in a couple of sets, and then in the following year, they're everywhere. So like 2009, Brad is everywhere. But you know, there's only a handful of the 2008, and then again the signings. Um, there's a the base level signing a gold uh, printing plate and then a silver. Um, so you you know for twenty bucks, uh, I think that's pretty good for a future Hall of Famer. And not to mention, um, you know, he, he won last week or a couple weeks ago at uh, at Atlanta. And then um, and then last week. Uh, Joey Logano won in Las Vegas. Uh, Joey is another one. Um, so Danny drives for Joe Gibbs now, and um, um, Brad drives for uh, Penske, Roger Penske. And then Joey Logano is also part of Penske, driving the Fords. Um, so Fords have been dominant so far this year with two of the three wins. And then Joey Logano, he's won uh, 22 races, uh, not as many as Brad, but he's also won the championship last year. So, again, you know, he's um, he started when he was young, uh, 18. And his, they actually called him Sliced Bread because he was the uh, best thing since Sliced Bread. Um, and so his, his rookie cards are in that uh, 2008 window as well. But his was a little different where I think they were rushing to get him into product. And so he has um, press press signings. And then he has other, so those are autographs. He has autographs in the legends. I don't know why all of a sudden uh, press press was producing legends for a couple of years and they felt that Joey Logano should be in there as a, you know, as a rookie. Um, and then in American Thunder, he had some autographs, but he had two inserts, uh, Campaign Trail and Delegates. And um, they're not very much. The Delegates I saw on Check Out My Cards for $0.61, cents, and the Campaign Trail, I think it has part of Maybe it's made with um, uh, used tire rubber as printing on it. And I think I saw that at, for ten fifty on eBay. But the interesting one is they included him as a zero card in VIP. So Press Pass used to do is commemorate commemorate, uh, an event, and they would put it as card zero. And so they put Joey Logano in the the VIP, uh, and it's numbered at a $4.99, and there was one um, for $15 on eBay. So you have a numbered to $4.99, I guess I don't even consider it rookie not, but it's first card. So that's what I was actually going to ask you was, was all of the 2008 stuff, actually looking on trading card database, all the 2008 stuff is listed, but they don't have anything listed as a rookie card until 2009. 
Um, and we talked a couple of weeks ago on on my show. You know, do you consider the first year the rookie card or the actual rookie year the rookie card or whatever? For this, this is a unique situation. What do you consider the rookie card? Do you consider the 08 or the 09 stuff? I like the first year stuff. Um, and the I think the the 2008 stuff is is kind of limited, but um, and with being limited, it's it's maybe a little more expensive than and use that term relative since it's NASCAR or whatever. But um, I I always like rookie autographs, uh, and he this whole 2008 um, is slew of, of rookies. And to your point, in 2009, he was everywhere. Right? How many cards did they? Or, or there's quite a long list on 2009. Yeah, it definitely is. So, uh, and then I don't know if you have any prices um, on 2009 stuff, but it's probably less than a dollar. Uh, yeah. His base rookie card has 10 hours left right now on eBay. It's 98 cents. <laughs> yeah, no big. So. What was that? Oh, just no bids on that card still. So, I mean, we're, you're talking a dollar plus shipping uh, for a rookie card and no bids, and it's almost over. So, Yeah, and you, you're talking about somebody who, um, you know, the, the base cards are, are cheap. I think there's a lot of value there for a future Hall of Famer. Um, and he's still going. He's by no means, you know, <laughs> done. Some of these guys we're talking about, um, I think Joey, um, you know, some of the websites that I use and, and some of the places I buy cards, you know, quickly is, uh, you know, checking my cards. But then if you want to find out information about drivers, drivers' history, um, kind of like Major League Baseball records is racing reference. Um, you can find a lot of information out there. But, you know, they're showing him as, you know, only 29 years old. So um, I think you still got a lot of potential left and maybe, uh, you know, some more championships, especially the way the Fords are driving driving this year. So, and then, um, and then, so we had some big news come out this week, right, With, about Joey? Yeah, so he was actually, this came out yesterday, that he is going to be, what did they call it? Uh, I'm looking yeah. for the terminology that they used here. Um, to the, the driver ambassador for Panini's NASCAR VIP NASCAR VIP experience promotion that began with the release of Don Russ Racing um, earlier this month. So basically, the 500 total prizes will be awarded. Um, it's a year-long promotion from Panini, and the grand prize, one lucky collector, will win a dream trip to next year's Daytona 500, and a pit row garage experience alongside Joey Logano himself. That's so not cool. too not too different um, than some of the other promotions that they run with football. Um, there's usually like the Super Bowl kid reporter, um, and then they do the player of the day uh, experiences where collectors get to meet you know certain players. Uh, by entering in hobby shops and you know, all that sort of stuff, so not not too unfamiliar territory for Panini, Panini uh, but you know, maybe not such a coincidence that Logano was on the Dawn Rush Racing box. 
Oh, yeah, very good. Good call. Um, you know, having your, you know, that champion um, and getting an ambassador to cards, that's uh, hopefully going to help uh, spread awareness um, for NASCAR trading cards. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, the there's a little logo on the Donner's box when a NASCAR VIP experience. Um, so people probably already know about the contest, but now that Logano is a big part of it, I'm sure that'll drive a lot more interest, and hopefully more interest into you know the NASCAR Donruss set and those boxes and packs because I mean it's like we say all the time already, uh, price point is a great thing with NASCAR cards. So you know Donruss came out one autograph, two memorabilia cards per box, and then now they have the optic. Um, as a, I think it's a one per pack, maybe, in these, or that, one per box. Yeah, yeah that is correct. Um, the, the 2019 Donruss came out, uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago, and um, the 2017, I think, and 2018 were 10 cards a pack, and then this year they went to eight cards a pack. Yep. But you get one optic now per pack. And there's 24 packs of bobs. Yeah, actually, now that I just pulled it up, it says 24 optic, 24 parallels, and 24 inserts per box on average. So it sounds like um, I actually have not opened any of this myself. I don't know if you have. Uh, it sounds like you get three, I guess, limited cards per pack, um, an optic, a parallel, and an insert. Yeah, I um, opened a few boxes. Uh, they look really nice, and um, yeah, you get the one optic and two inserts, so that leaves you five base cards. And I was doing the math, um, so my math is right. You get basically 192 cards um, for out of the box. 120 of those will be the base cards, 48 inserts, and 24 optics. And then uh, I just ran up uh, some numbers that it's about thirty six cents a card, so you get a lot of a lot of cards for your money at and that's at uh, about sixty eight dollars a box by the way yes, I mean you're talking three hits for sixty eight dollars um in Dodress. i I'll be honest, we talked you know this is one of the things we talked about on my show a couple weeks ago I bought a box of eighteen Donruss, and actually that was the first racing set I ever put together. Um, I bought it at the National to get the, the Silver Redemption packs, and I actually just liked the set, and I liked the design of the cards, so that was actually my first uh, racing set that I put together. So I'll probably get into the 19 Dawn Rest as well. It's, um... It, I'm a kind of a base set insert guy. <clears throat> um... The, I mean, the hits are nice, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, I'm not looking for the equivalent, you know, the, I guess the Haley Deegan or whatever. Um, so I, I enjoy putting the sets together and and, um, and the inserts and everything else. So it, it's, um, it's a fun, fun rip. I like the 86 retro design. Um they have the race kings, or I guess like the um, well, the diamond kings back in the day for Don Ross. Yep. yep. So, 
And then they did something yeah. a little different. Um, they have retro-rated rookies. Last year they had their uh, rated rookies, and this year they went retro-rated rookies um, for, like, Jimmy Johnson and Danica and, you know, people who um, uh, think Rusty Wallace and, and some of those drivers. So those were pretty cool. Uh, then you have your base cards. Uh, they have a little subset called cars, which is just, you know, the photos of uh, colorful uh, cars with all the logos and stuff. And then they have the retro 1986 cards, which look like the Don Ross uh, baseball cards. And that's from, uh, like, 101 to 160. And then the Legends um, the, from 161 to 175. And um, and then you have all your parallels and your silver and gold and black. And press proof and gold press proof and artist proof and all that good stuff, printing plates. So it's comparable, I would imagine, to the other sports. Um, and then they have some nickname variations. Um, and those fall, those aren't considered an insert. I believe when I open them, um, they sell as base cards. So they're not um, short printed at all. Uh, I guess they have a, a normal print run. You know, I actually, I, I remember those from last year, but I wanted to go back to something that you said a minute ago before I forget. You brought up the Haley Deegan, and as much as we talked about um, Logano rookies and Hamlin rookies being, you know, less than ten bucks, uh, the Haley Deegan autograph—that's at least a hundred-dollar card uh, from this nineteen dollars racing box. So, I mean, for somebody that is looking for a flip potential, I mean, it's out there with the right uh, with the right drivers and the right autograph cards. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, she's got. She doesn't have a base card, but she does have the next in line. They're called, and there's a couple of different versions of that. And then, yes, she's got autographs in there as well. And um, I, I saw that some of that on eBay. There, people have hit, and they want you know, crazy money uh, for it. And then, um, but she's some. She's a driver right now that's um, very in demand. She's in the lower levels, and I figure we'll talk about her in um, one of the future shows. Um, but she does have um, insert the next in line. There's a little, I think it's a nine-card set of uh, drivers that are working their way up from the lower level. So, right. But there's, but there's a lot of cool inserts, um, and then uh, plenty of uh, memorabilia and um, autograph cards, and then, um, you know, for the insert sets, they brought back Action Pack, um, which I, they look pretty nice. It's a um, very colorful picture of the car, um, decades of speed, and um, there's an Icons uh, insert set. Next in line, like I said, is nine cards. Um, she's in there. Um Riley Herbist, uh, Chase Purdy, Zane Smith, Anthony Alfredo, Derek Krause, Will Rogers, Tanner Thorson, and Ryan Vargas. Um, these are folks that are down in the much lower levels. Um, so that's your long shot, I guess, if you were prospecting right now. Um, there's originals, and I think there was... Um, top tier, maybe a, um, the top tier or maybe ticket contenders, 
they're very colorful. Um, I think Dummers did a great job this year. Uh, if you open a box, I'd be curious to see how how uh, how you feel about them. But like I said, I think for the money, you get a lot. Um, just you know, besides if you don't necessarily hit the great auto or the memorabilia or whatever, you still have the base. And um, I think you run two or three next in line um, when I opened a couple of boxes this year, as opposed to last year, I think there were only one per box or maybe two, but um, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, like I said, I'm always chasing autographs and stuff like that. So, but it's definitely, um, you know, the first product of 2019. You know, one thing about Panini and racing, they don't put out the number of sets, products that the other sports do. So I'm probably, even though there's nothing on the calendar, um, I'm expecting um, another four or five products this year. Uh, I think if I, for last year, they hit maybe in May, and then there's always one around the national and then one in the fall, and then maybe the premium, I think it was like prime last year was late. So so this is the first um, release of 2019, and um, I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the price point itself should sell. The Don Rush brand, and it usually does for the other sports, so hopefully us talking about it a little bit more can bring a, little, a few more eyeballs to it. And something you had mentioned about, about with like press pass or having a set that runs through uh, the right. multiple years, Donruss is the set for um, Panini. Uh, the first year they did not produce a Donruss set, but in 2017 uh, that's when they started, and it was the 1984 Donruss retros, and then last year with the 85. So I think this is going to be maybe their flagship um, through the years. Um, so the other sets they've kind of turned on and off different years. So uh, I think this is going to be their uh, their flagship. So um, and like I said, the '86 retro uh, they look pretty good. Yeah, it definitely seems like this is going to be their set for racing. Um, really exactly like you said, and especially they've kind of continued that formula in the other sports with Don Russ um, that it goes across all brands that they, or excuse me, all sports that they have. Uh, baseball just released yesterday. You know, they have it every year for basketball and football as well. So, you know, this is the equivalent of tops for, you know, when tops had baseball, basketball, football, uh, the flagship. So, yeah, this is definitely their their flagship set for all sports for Panini. And then I kind of glossed over the optic, but the optic are very are very nice. Um, that is a smaller set. Um, that so the the base regular Donner set is a hundred is hundred and seventy five cards with twenty five name variations. Um, the optic is only a hundred cards, um, and so the like the race kings are one to five, and the re, re, retro rated rookies are six to ten. So it's smaller subsets. Uh, base is a card 11 to 55. Retro is from card 56 to 85. And the Legends uh, 86 to 90. And then they created an Illusion uh, set, 10 cards. So, uh, and then, you know, they, um, if you like the Prism and stuff, I think 
I think are pretty nice. Um, so, you know, you get one of those per pack. So you kind of get your, I guess you get your regular base and a premium with the optic all in one pack. So, yeah, and it's nice for them to, you know, they know they're only going to release, say, four to seven sets a year. It's nice when they kind of squeeze these other brands into it, um, like the optic. You know, they did it with baseball. Uh, shoot, I, I can't even think of what the set was, but they brought 13 or 14 different brands um, into the set because they knew they weren't going to be standalone sets themselves. And that name is just completely out of my head right now. I can't think of it, but uh, it's nice to see them doing it for Don Russ Racing with the optic. It's kind of that, not the high end, but it's that middle of the road, and people love that optochrome. Uh, so it's nice to see them kind of branching out a little bit. Yeah, I'm, you know, with Panini, having been a racing uh, NASCAR car collector, you know, it's all we have, but they do a really good job, and, um, you know, I think they're trying to feel their way through, um, and it's interesting, or, or, or it's great that they're trying these different things instead of just, you know, putting that one product, uh, you know, they're trying with the Dunruss, like I said, I think the Dunruss probably is the best year they've they've had, and then with the Optic, I know people love the Prism and stuff, which I wasn't really exposed to Prism until 2016, when um, that was their first release. Um, there was no Prism in 2017, and then last year in 2018, we did have the Prism uh, at the end of the year, so um, it's cool to have some of those cool foil uh, uh, refractor cards. Uh, there's nothing like it, you know. Yeah, I would completely agree with you on that, 100%. Well, I think one of the last things we want to talk about today is, um, you know, collecting NASCAR or, or, or um, following NASCAR is autographs. Um, the drivers, no one charges for autographs. Uh, that doesn't mean you can get an autograph from every driver, but some are easier and some are harder, um, and it all depends on how you um, find them. They have autograph sessions and stuff like that, and we'll talk about that in future episodes. But if you're going to get – and one thing I like to do is get base cards autographed, but one of the first things you want to do is prepare your card for an autograph. Uh, when these cards are printed, uh, they put a little – uh, gloss or um, clear coat or something on it that um, markers and other stuff beat up and you don't get a good um, attachment to the surface to get that nice autograph. So um, one of the things I use is baby powder. And it's not very complicated, but, you know, just preparing and just putting a little, uh, you know, a little, di uh, little bit of powder on there and just kind of rub it in uh, with your thumb and fingers and then just take a cloth or a paper towel and um, wipe it off. Uh, Jason, I don't know if you've done any um, autographs or preparing cards for autographs? You know, as much as I've done through the mail and in person, um, you know, back in early 2000, I lived and died with autographs and getting them any way I could, but um, preparing a card with powder was not something I had done until last year actually and just for the mess 
alone. It's not my favorite <laughs> thing to do, especially with the baby powder. Um, but I guess I always had in my head that I was altering the card. Um, and, you know, whether or not that's a fair assessment, um, I guess that's one reason I had never done it. It does work very well, uh, especially if you're doing, you know, I, I was actually doing it with baseball cards and I was doing Bowman Chrome. Uh, so any of those type of cards, that Chrome surface, uh, it's definitely beneficial. Uh, but, you know, be careful. It's a little bit messy. Um, and also, you know, test the card before you do it. I've noticed that some don't always need it, and it always depends on the marker and all that stuff too. So there, there's four or five things to consider, but it's definitely a beneficial process. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, that's the method that usually works best for me. I've heard or um, that you can use an eraser. and uh, Yes, I've heard that too. I've always worried that that would mark up the card um, as opposed to taking that um, clear coat or that process off, that finish off. Um, yeah, to your point, the baby powder is a little bit um, messy, so I'll usually um, powder a couple of cards um, at one time and then um, wipe them all off at the same time. But, uh, you know, I've gone to some autograph sessions, and uh, when I'm st- sitting out in line, one that comes to mind is Kyle Bush is sitting out of the parking lot and powdering those cards while I had a half-hour, hour wait to get an autograph. So, um, You know, one thing but, that I did do that helped, I thought, um, you know, it was my first time doing it, so I'm not real sure if other people do this already, but um, I actually put the baby powder in it was like a 660 count box, but, you know, the white trading card boxes. I actually put the powder in there uh, to kind of keep it contained as much as I could. And then I actually used not latex, but that nitrile, like the rubber gloves, to grab the card and wipe it off. And, you know, for the most part, it was pretty pretty clean. It's, it's baby powder. It's going to, you know, do what it does. But, um, you know, maybe, I don't know what you do, but, it seems like putting it in the box helped contain that mess just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I have, um, I think I got a video out on uh, YouTube under Racing Card Info uh, about showing um, kind of the same card brand. It was, I think it was a press pass brand, and then writing on it with a Sharpie and then powdering it and then, um, um, and then writing on it again. But what I'll do is just take, um, you know, I got a little, one of those little Target a dollar things of powder, and I'll just kind of give it a shake or two, and then kind of just work it with my thumb, and and then um, I'll either knock the excess into the trash can, and then kind of uh, take a paper cloth or my uh, pant leg or whatever, and kind of um, wipe it off. You definitely don't want to do it when you're wearing black. So. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it definitely gives there, a good bond um, to the autograph. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that I did say earlier, you know, I, I had that mental image in my head that I was altering the card in some way or whatever. It doesn't matter if you're going to keep it in your collection. And even though I might have said that, there's no, you can't tell that the powder was applied. Um, it's not as if it leaves a residue or anything like that. It just it does what you said 
it kind of just gives it, <coughs> excuse me, it takes that gloss away from the card, but it's not not really noticeable to the naked eye, um, especially if you're going to get it signed, wipe it off, put it in the sleeve in a top loader and in a box somewhere. Um, the only person that's really going to know that you did it is you. So uh, for as much as we're talking about the mess and what the powder can do, uh, it's not it's not visible to the naked eye once the process is done. Yeah, that, and that's one of the reasons why I guess I won't the powder or the eraser. I think I might have tried one with an eraser, and it was like it just the way I did it was was not very good. So, um, but it, again, it helps adhere that sharpie marker to the the card. So, but we'll talk about um, some of the other. Um, ways to collect or uh, get autographs, uh, either in person or other ways, um, and maybe some projects or you have projects you're working on. But um, I guess that's we can wrap it up here. Um, I appreciate you uh, joining, and um, Jason. Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate all the listeners um, that are listening to our first episode. Um, and Jason, where, where can they find you at if they want to talk to you? Um, actually, you won't find me in person necessarily, but if you are following the Steel City Collectibles social accounts, um, usually you're talking to me. So um, it's SCC Trading Cards on Twitter and Instagram, and then Steel City Collectibles on Facebook. So anytime that you reach out through one of those channels, 99% uh, of the time you're going to be talking to me. So SCC Trading Cards. And you guys sell NASCAR trading cards, correct? Yep, the full gamut, um, all sports, NASCAR included, um, including the 2019 Donruss NASCAR uh, racing cards that we were talking about earlier. So, yep, all that Panini racing stuff, we'll have that in stock. Awesome. And then um, if you have racing NASCAR card questions, uh, you can find me at uh, NASCAR Radio on Twitter, and then I've got a bunch of... Um, YouTube videos on box breaks of 2019 uh, Donruss. I've done a couple of different ones uh, with still shots or uh, if you want to hear me talking about the cards uh, as well. So, But you, that's uh, on YouTube. Um, Racing Card Info is uh, the channel there. So, All right, till next week. I appreciate it, Jason, and all our listeners, and have a great week. Talk to you, or listen, talk to you next week. Bye.